Hello and welcome to Just Another Side Quest. This is a main quest. Uh, I am Randall. I'm Aaron. And I'm James. I, I would like to first and foremost thank Will for being on last week. Uh, it was a really a good episode. I got to listen to it uh, when, you know, on the regular release schedule. Yeah, sorry, so you, was fun uh, to... sorry you weren't around to talk to. That's uh, okay. I was I was a, a bit indisposed. I was mm. on the road driving back up to Oregon. That makes sense. Yeah. That does make it hard to do a podcast while you're driving. Mm-hmm. I thought about it, but I decided a 26-foot uh, truck probably required my full attention. That <laughs> is appropriate. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but, uh, I, you know, in the uh, interstitial weeks, I have been able to play a lot of games, which is nice, you know, uh, in what time I have between unpacking and, and uh, you know, getting, getting restarted on, you know, everything I'm doing up here. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys seem like you've been busy the last couple of weeks as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, busy, busy. Lots yeah. of stuff going on. Mostly work and games, which is great for a podcast that talks about games. Yeah. That is helpful. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, keep keeping busy during uh, isolation is is pretty easy for, uh, for this generation. I'm, I'm doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for real. Especially, I mean, the... the uh, the downside for me is I like game in the same exact position that I'm doing work all day. So my day's super blurry as far as like what occurred. You know, my commute is from the bedroom to the kitchen for breakfast and, and then into our kind of office. Uh, and then at like midnight, it's out of the office, into the kitchen, get some water and go to bed. So there's just this huge 16-hour block of sitting in front of a computer screen yeah. uh, a lot of times. So There's sometimes where I've had to guess. Like, I would look back and it's like, oh, I never wrote down what time I stopped working. I have to go back <laughs> yeah. and guess Yeah, not now. tracking. Yeah. It's like I didn't track nearly as well because I didn't have a drive I, that like marked the time of day for me. Got to use a toggle if you're trying to. It's really good. The issue is I just stopped. I wasn't paying attention at all. Yeah, so. yeah that is won't toggle, Is toggle a thing or just the idea of, toggling from one thing no, to toggle thing? is an app uh, i use it for t- tracking my time and time management between different projects um even within um a particular project we're working on i might need to allocate space to different parts of the project for billing purposes so uh it's really helpful for that mm-hmm. it's about the most boring app on my phone <laughs> but i guess it's a little exciting because it turns into money at the end of every two weeks or a month. Well, that's a magical app. I think that's <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just hit a button and then see what the time shows. And then money. So that, yeah. And money happens. Yeah. Hmm. I may have to get this and see, I don't think it'll work for me, but it's worth a shot. Yeah. Right? It's a little grindy. I will give you that, but <laughs> it definitely pays out. It sounds like my idol game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this was, I will, that's exactly what I was trying to kind of reference there with that, is your idol games. So I can just leave, it, leave my phone, just play it, and then I come back to it. It's like, oh, hey, I've earned 100,000 gold and this much experience. And this is great. Now I can now I can actually move forward nice. with life. And that pays for what I the upgrades I all need. That's yes. more gold than my app is earning. So that's. Yeah, well, things are more expensive in my app oh, game. Yeah. So the conversion rate might actually equal out. Uh, it's, uh, all that medieval blacksmithing. It's, it's hard. Artesian 
crafters are more expensive, huh? Yeah, paying for those magical wands. Yeah, and yeah. magic. Yeah, yeah. they probably charge a premium. You can't, you can't really put a price on magic. Magical pendants don't grow on trees, you know. Mm-hmm. Unless you have a magical tree that grows them, right? Well, <laughs> <laughs> He's looking, I, I went into the blank face there. there. I was yeah, like, nothing, oh my goodness, nothing. what? <laughs> Uh, See, I thought I was being smart because I was going to say uh, magic wands don't grow on trees, but they're generally made of wood, so they do. Yeah. I'm like, ah, I'll smirk him. <laughs> well, I'm thinking golden golden pendants or like silver or something, because that's usually like pendants, metals. I think yeah. that. Of yeah. course they're not on trees. And then, I don't know. He's playing 3D chess over there. I Yeah, something like that. Or uh, just my phone app. What have you been playing, Randy? You've, we haven't heard from you in forever. No one here has known what you're up to. You've been off the, off the grid I've for so long. Been off the grid. All, all, I'm um, sure you've played through thousands of games at this point. Literally, many. <laughs> That's a few um, more than uh, I can probably say. The last two weeks. Uh, yeah, I've, there's some I've been really looking forward to, and others I didn't know that I would love. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna start with uh, what I played last and kind of work backwards. Um, I just started playing Breath of the Wild. Uh, I think last time I might have just come in last time I uh, recorded, but I'm about six hours in now, and I think it's a really good game. But it's probably for a different audience. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've played. Wait, so you played six hours? Yeah, I'm six hours into Breath of the Wild, and I can see how someone could really, really enjoy it. But for me, the controls are too fiddly. Mm. I can't, I can't, I'm still learning. Like, I'm six hours in, and I still can't hit the right button for for block or for arrows or, and, like, yeah, there's so much of the the cooking and... Did you get off the Um, plateau, like the starter area, and it, like, goes, here you go, the rest of the game is yours to do what you want with? No, I'm still on the plateau, okay. and that's what I heard is is finish the plateau, and that's things. I'm six hours in, and I haven't finished the plateau. I, I mess around way too no, much. That's fair. Um, I've played probably six to eight. It's interest. It's interesting um, that you're in that boat because I got off of the plateau because people said you know the game opens up, but I was with you. Uh, engagements was the main concern I had. Was exploration's fun. Um, but I wasn't a huge fan of the combat model. Um, it was like punishing, I guess. Maybe that's like my wimp, and I just don't want to play an exploration game with decently difficult combat. The blocking system, the way you have to lock onto things, still. It was. I think uh, it's really yeah. well do uh, well done. But I mean, I didn't grow up playing Zelda games. Same. It wasn't. Yeah, I missed that. Wasn't where I was. Well, kind of. Yeah, like, I know that for me, I played Ocarina of Time, got and then couldn't get. Uh, you got stuck somewhere. Uh, well, you, I got to the point where I could grow up in that game yeah. and be an adult, but I couldn't get past then. I think at that point, it's the water temple, not the water temple. Might have been the water temple. The water temple is the third one. I couldn't get past the first one. Oh, you couldn't <laughs> get past the what? The forest temple. Uh, maybe I could but get forest, but like kid. as a kid, yeah. I was like seven or eight years old. I'm yeah. not getting past it on my that's own. Fair. Um and. Then at the end, for me, I enjoyed watching the, watching the gameplay more than playing it myself. Yeah. 
enough that I just watched my brother play it. And then I would play on his save and just beat the boss over and over, the final boss over and over again mm. on his save with all of his stuff. Yeah. And not actually do the journey. Well. And, but then also, like you guys, I have also played Breath of the Wild, played the first couple hours of it. I don't think I made it six hours because I was actually uh, comparing it to the first couple of hours of Horizon Zero Dawn because those are the two games I had, was two uh, probably drastically different games ultimately, but at, the, at, at their like at the beginning stages it's open world you can kind of do what you want but with two different aesthetics and girl fighting uh, robots with a bow and arrow in a post-apocalyptic world with a little bit more stronger story points and it like that caught me from the very beginning was a much stronger pull than uh breath of the wild link kind of looks like a girl and he fights (laughs) giant robots with a bow and arrow (laughs) (laughs) it sounds identical (laughs) To, to be honest, I was just looking at my Switch to see exactly what my play, play clock was, and I tuned in to hear her, to hear Aaron describe the game, and I went, oh, that's an interesting way of looking at uh, Breath of the Wild, but Link's not actually a girl, that's Zelda. Like, and nope. then I'm like, oh, no, she's talking about the other one. Yeah. No, the other, the one. other one that was, I, and so, but that one has a stronger story, and it had, at least in the beginning, I feel like it walks you through what you need to do better than Breath of the Wild did. Um, I was still just trying to figure out, what am I doing? I felt like I was, it was it was too open too early, even on that first plateau. Like, I didn't know what to do. Hmm. Um, yeah. it's. And, I mean, it's purposely directionless in Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Like, there's very much a go explore. Just kind of go uh, find I mean, stuff. Mm-hmm. Some of the items specifically say, oh, this is useless, but maybe it would be useful if you combined it with something else. I'm like, well, you didn't teach me how to do that. Yeah. Maybe I'm so part of the problem. Useless. That's, I mean, we, so we work on games and that's a big issue is like how to design it so that the mechanics are explained and like someone can be carried through. But at the same time, some people are like, no, you I don't want to be to, too handholdy. Yeah. And that's, so you're like, how do you not be too handholdy? And here I am, I'm in your boat. I'm like, I wish it had held my hand more. Just hold my hand long enough that I actually get a footing. Yeah. And it, it never felt like Breath of the Wild uh, did that, at least long enough for me and where I was. And I had another game option. Yeah. Like, I was just, I went, I went to, I ended up choosing Horizon and then put in all like 150 hours into that game. I've played yeah. through it three different times. Yeah. I'd say we're in the minority. Uh, yeah, so we're in a big minority. <laughs> in regards yes. to our relationship with uh, that entire series yeah. of games. I, I accept that the game is probably pretty good, and I just don't get it, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. because like there, are, there is no way that all of these people that I, that I hear from and see on Reddit and such absolutely love this game and it not be good. Like, And I can see what is good about it. It's very... The depth is there. It's very large. It's pretty. Like, it's a very uh, eye-catching aesthetic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I just don't think uh, I don't think it's it's for me. But I do like that sort of a thing because I love, like, Fallout is, you know, up there for me. And it's the same kind of kind of thing where you have to learn to, um, you know, put things together and find your own way through the wasteland. So I'm kind of surprised. I really think it's the switch controls that are, that are getting me on it. Yeah. Um, so, cause sometimes I'll hit the, the bumpers when I want to hit the triggers. This is not a problem I have on other games. Oh, you know what? This is like the Nintendo shtick. A lot of times I think where they don't care what industry standards are. And there's like a mm-hmm. big 
focus when you're designing your interface and um, designing like your motion and how like which buttons have what abilities on them. Yep, jumping with with X button and sprinting with B, like that's I that if I could remap the controller, I think that would actually help quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if you can. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I know the fact that even going between Animal Crossing and then PlayStation game, like going in and out the where the X is is the A and B is something else. I can't I can't remember square. B is where O is. O I is think, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then so. Um, to go into something no, on PS4 is, is press is X. O. Yeah. But you press yeah. B, uh, where the, the O spot, the right-hand spot, to go in with the, um, to say yes yeah. to things uh, on the, it, it, with the Switch controls. And then it's switched for that. And like, it's like, okay, that's, that control's weird. Yeah. They've always like, that's the thing. Screen. Yeah. That's what's always like going from between Xbox and, you know, because Xbox and PlayStation are both, you know, the bottom face button is proceed and the right face button is back. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the switch is completely backwards on that. So I have to kind of get in that mindset. But that's, it's a good game. It's just not something I have, you know, a whole lot of thoughts on. I will keep going because uh, I'm at three hours, it says. So I'll, I'll go till I get off the plateau and then give it a solid hour. Maybe it'll catch me, but. Yeah, give it a bit um, after plateau, like at least to the next area, because you have to cover some ground to get to like the next spot. Um, and there's some really fun moments on that journey, like getting to a another actual like story location. Um, yeah, le- I yeah. like the. Uh, I'm learning to kind of climb this and go over there. Uh, the freezing mechanic is interesting but frustrating. <laughs> That's. Um, yeah, the controls are probably what I fight all the time, but then they've got all of these really cool physics systems that just interact with each other in ways that make you feel creative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a pain because half the time I fail to do what I wanted to do in my head because I couldn't control the thing properly. Yeah, that, that might That's be what it is. Good. Another thing is this, you know, people are saying, oh, you need to put, you know, you know, five or six hours into this game to, you know, and then you'll see if you like it. When the next two games I'm going to talk about took uh, you know one i beat in six hours and then the other one i took six minutes for me to be hooked yeah Mm -hmm. it's Um, that dilemma like with tv shows where they're like ah first two seasons are bad but then it gets good and i'm like you're telling me i have to spend 20 hours watching two seasons before this thing actually picks up no 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 parks and rec you skip to the third season and then it takes about four episodes to get into it and then you finish the whole thing that's funny that's exactly what i did with parks and rec i also did that with the next generation Yep. I yeah. might need to now actually watch Parks and Rec. I've been avoiding it. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, there's a couple really good shows, but it is there. But it's that boat, right? Yeah, it's the you need to invest or skip or do something. When well, a game you don't really get mm-hmm. to skip, that's a problem. So the the front loading of a game that is a slow ramp uh, um, is tough. Unless unless you have an older brother unless. who plays most of the game for you, and then you just yeah, get and fight and the big boss at the end. Boss at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could you could cheat your way through. Well, in that case, you can just go, speaking of the Switch, you can just go to the uh, virtual console games and do the SP Plus or whatever they call it. Virtual go uh, to the end of the game. SP Plus? I'm actually not aware so, of this. What is this? Okay, so when you when you go on to the uh, NES and SNES mm-hmm. consoles on the Switch, yeah. mm-hmm. some of them have like a, uh, um, like a little ribbon, a little medallion. And it says something to the effect of SP Plus. I'm actually pulling it up as I 
as I speak. Because I already Ooh, so we'll be more educated than our normal blabberings. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually going <laughs> to know what I'm talking stuff. about for once. Hey, what it'll a be thought. great. You're raising the quality of this, you know, podcast just way up with this research. Nah, it doesn't take very much. Live. We're doing it live. Um, but so what it does is it gives you, it puts you at the end of the game with all of the items, just like Aaron's saying. Oh, interesting. So a lot of a lot of these games that, you know, like, you know, Zelda 2, you can just start at the end. Uh, they call it SP Special. Um, so they have it for a handful of them, like, um, uh, like Mighty Bomb, uh, Star Soldier, um, uh, let's see what else uh, do they have because I think they have some of the uh, Kid Icarus, Master Blaster, Metroid, just a bunch of them. Uh, Legend of Zelda, The Adventure of Link, all of these um, you can start in basically, you know, at the best part. <laughs> um, so if you don't want to, you know, someone like me that didn't grow up on them but wants to kind of get the idea of it, yeah, you can yeah, just yeah. go right in, or someone who used to play it a lot but they don't feel like grinding through all of Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. And they just mm-hmm. want to relive that glory moment at the end. They can just <laughs> they can go right straight to it. I'll be, yeah. I actually had something like that um, from a couple of years ago. I, I ended up playing Undertale. And you, if you know anything about Undertale, you know that there's a couple of different paths that you can go and they have different endings for it. Mm-hmm. Not actually like different concept, but um, the, the I decided I didn't want to play the really dark path. So I did my best to get the good endings. And I never played again to like, get the dark, dark endings because I just did not want to do that. But mm-hmm. there's also a fight that's unique to that dark ending. The one that you, uh, I'm going to ruin this for you guys if you haven't played this. No, don't ruin it. We, that's enough. You fight uh, one of them that you don't <laughs> usually fight. That's good enough. I can't tell if you're actually joking right now or not. But no, or if, I. Or if we. I mean, I might never it. play it in my life, but okay. we don't need to spoil it. Right? Uh, Undertale has been out for how long now? At least three to four years, I think. Fine. Uh, there's there's a little button on your. Uh, on your Spotify or on your uh, Apple iTunes, skip forward about a minute. Skip ahead to this timestamp that I'm pointing at in the corner of the screen, and that'll get you past yeah. the spoilers. Uh, okay. <laughs> so real, spoil it. Spoil it real quick. Yeah, in just, 25 yeah, okay. seconds. Or less. So you get to fight a character named Sam, Sans, and only in this. Um, and it's this really, and it's known to be like the hardest fight of the game. It is a stupidly hard fight, but I found it. I found a way you could do that fight just on just on a website where they had set up the fight and you could practice it. Because um, oh, the idea behind fight is that cool. you can replay it over and over again yeah. as you need to in in the game. But they had it on this website, so I was without having to play through the dark way. I just tried that beginning, the first just ten seconds of that fight, which of course I failed horribly. Um, <laughs> but you're like, cool. I now have experience. I it. got that little mini experience. I want that. I wanted yeah. that was good. I like that. I like that, you know, that's the sort of thing they should offer uh, to do, kind of like Assassin's Creed. You beat the last the last boss, and it puts you back to the point of no return so you can finish all the side quests if you hadn't been uh, before. Yeah. Uh, I like that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the one that kind of got me right away, and I'll be, I think I'll probably be buying it as soon as it comes out. Uh, unsurprisingly, uh, my wife and I played the Moving Out demo. On Switch. Okay. Yeah, you did try it. Yeah, moving out. Uh, I think it's hilarious. We were immediately uh, at each other's throats. <laughs> um, okay, Aaron and I need to get come, this. Come, come, pick up this couch. I need you to help. I can't throw the couch alone. 
Oh like, no! It it like simulates the whole like no 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 you turn right you you, you okay you lift up you lift up now I'll get down pivot, here no pivot 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 <laughs> the, the, the pivoting because you have one person on each side of the couch and the door is only wide enough to get to get through that's you know oh my god at least it's not real life where you have to like well we have to you know turn the couch so that the front is facing down to get through this doorway, and then we got to kind of stand it up when we go through. It's not that fiddly, but you can literally throw a couch through a uh, plate glass window. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, I think I saw it. And it even it even does like a like a one, two, three, uh, and you can you, you can, can time it to it. throw it out the window. It's it's hilarious. But then you got to hurry and get everything out of the house and into the truck. But there's only so much room in the truck, so you have to. Throw it in quickly, but also like stack smart. Well, let's get the couch in first, then we'll get the fridge in. <sighs> and if you knock the fridge over, then you have less room unless you can throw stuff on top of it. And so if you go too quick, that's what we did. We went too quick and we had like 10 seconds left. And we kept trying to throw these last lamps in and they kept rolling back out. Uh, like, go like in there. Nightmare. It's Who like would play life. this Just, for fun. It's it's so good. Yeah. Okay. The only problem was we were playing um on the switch in bed with the um with the Joy-Con sideways. Like Oh, you know, just the, the little the way that they Yeah. Yeah, just just you know little each, tiny Joy-Con. Each with one little Joy-Con. And uh <laughs> hitting the bumpers was because you gotta hold down the left bumper to uh actually hold something. It was not ideal. Um but I think I'll end up getting it for Xbox where I have proper four proper controllers. Yeah. And um I, I'm really looking forward to it. Okay, yeah, I kind of I, I want to try that one out too. Okay. Like two now. Yep, and there's like four. I think there's there's like four different levels you get you can do, and it's not spoilers because it's in the demo. So the first one is just house, mm -hmm. you know, regular suburban house. You gotta throw everything out, but it's still tricky. Um, there's another one that's like a haunted mansion. Oh. And there's a ghost that if they get you, it like your character pops and you start back at the beginning. So you have to like kite around this one while someone else grabs the <laughs> furniture from around it. Oh my goodness. And then the if you step into the moving truck, any chairs that you have in there will come alive and run out of the truck. Oh gosh. Oh my goodness. So then you have to go wrangle those yeah. as they're running away from you. And then you go into another room and the piano chases you around. Oh, that's fun. That's a throw. And there's, and so all of the, uh, uh, all the different, uh, you know, stages all have, you know, a gimmick to them, mm -hmm. uh, much like Overcooked. And it's just not something I, I expected. I should have, but I didn't even think about it. Um, yeah, I, I, I highly recommend it. The okay. demo itself was, yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds good. Um, other than that, I got reminded of, how fun it is to play online with people, uh, <laughs> especially old folks. Um, I played uh, a motocross, a supercross game, a dirt bike game with my uncle. Oh. He had never played an online game. He's, he's a techie. He's a programmer, but he hadn't played uh, a console online game hmm. ever. He had only done PC back in the Windows XP era. Yeah. Ooh, um, that was probably the experience for him. So having my uncle that I, I rarely get to talk to, uh, getting to play a game with him and, and talk to him while we raced around was was a lot of fun. And it kind of reminded me that racing games are hugely useful for online mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. because you don't like when you're playing Call of Duty or you're playing um, Apex. I know you guys mentioned this last week. You're playing something like Apex. Um, a lot of the chatter is going to be game chatter, mm-hmm. and then only in like loading times do you have the opportunity to really kind of, hey, what have you been up to? And you got about twenty seconds to really mm-hmm. connect on a personal level. When we were racing, it was the complete opposite. We would just kind of talk about, hey, what's going on with this and that, and you know, catching up with family. And then every once in a while, it's like, oh, I'm I missed that rhythm section. I went off the track, sort of a thing, and mm-hmm. we laugh about that. But a lot of it was off topic. So that reminded me of uh, playing Forza online with uh, other friends. It's like, well, that's a way that you can kind of just go on autopilot and hit your hit your corners. And, you know, focus on your lap. But, you know, when I play that alone, I like to play racing games and listen to podcasts because I can kind of let that, they can both kind of take up 50% of my brain. Yeah. And and, mm-hmm. um, and it's nice. So racing games are really good for connecting with human beings online. That's an interesting point. And mainly I think like shooters specifically have a lot of audio cues that are important and, I mean, imperative to playing them. I mean, footsteps is the big thing. That's usually why we're not talking as much. And and Overwatch is just so busy. You're like yelling where people are and what's going on. Mm-hmm. But in which a game is, with Which that is audio, good. And that that's that's a whole thing. Yeah. But you know, that Feedback. that's good. But if you want to just catch up with someone. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. That's a good um way yeah, same with sports games where like the audio feedback isn't crucial to doing well or not. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then suddenly podcasts, if you're playing alone, or talking to people. Yeah, they're much better for actually socializing. I, I'd agree with that. Yeah, so that's something that, you know, to a lot of people, sports game can be boring, but I wouldn't mind getting on with, you know, four people or eight people and playing like Madden. It's not, you know, it's not my favorite type of game, but if there's a whole bunch of us all doing group chatter, and yeah. all I have to worry about is if the ball gets thrown to my character or, you know, whatever that would in- entail. Like, I'm all for that. Yeah, it's about mm-hmm. the social uh, component more than the game for a lot yeah, of that. And, so, yeah, that helps. Yeah. So moving out, uh, highly recommend. I'll, I'll end up getting it when it comes out and yeah. uh, give a more, um, more in-depth mm-hmm. review. But another one that I'm... Uh, also about three hours in, and I don't know how long it is, but um, I'm hoping it's very long, is Ori and the Will of the Wisps. How is it? It's so good. So good. It's so good. <laughs> I I bounced off of um, Hollow Knight pretty bad. Um, I've had a hard time as we, were men- as we were mentioning earlier, hand-holdy. You know, it didn't, it doesn't give you anything. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to beat any of the bosses. I didn't yeah. know how Hollow Knight worked, Ori gives you just enough um, to know what you're doing, but still get stuck. I'll, I'll get stuck every 10 minutes of gameplay. I'll be like, okay, there's a puzzle aspect to this that I'm not getting because like, I can't just brute force. And it's like, oh, I got to use these other gem, gem things to change how my character works uh, to get past this. Mm-hmm. And just... The opening to Ori is enough to get most anyone sold. It's <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful story, and they tell oh, it really well. Yeah. And it looks really good. Did you play the first one? Um, 
I did not end up uh, playing the first one. I've been eyeing it on the Switch store, but um, no, I uh, didn't get around to it. But I like Will the Wisps so, so much that I might go to. back. Yeah, yeah, it's also excellent. And I think, it, I mean, Aaron, it hooked you within I, the intro too. Oh, like, yeah, no, I played that in eight hours. Yeah, one like one big play session, like I, a big Saturday. I wasn't expecting to, but yeah, no, I ended up playing uh, like – this was when we were dating. Mm-hmm. Um, I went over over to his house and then ended up in, at the time, was your office recording studio space mm-hmm. and was just at at my computer with, uh, had hooked up the Xbox controller, was on that and ended up having really sore thumb because of how much I mashed the A button. It was like one jumping <laughs> part that really killed me. Uh, for uh, eight hours, mashing button. Not, no, there's one spot that I got stuck oh. at that I had to replay that's like all jumping. Maybe that's, that's why my controller's got a broken. <laughs> just kidding. It's, it's fine. And so, but no, it was a beautiful, it, like the first one was a beautiful game. It's got great controls, great story, beautiful artwork. I loved, um, afterwards, I loved watching how they made it, at least particularly the visuals. And I'm sure that they've just built on that for the next one. I don't, yeah. I think I mentioned this last time um, that Ori was brought up for us that um, one of my, uh, one of the streamers I watch, that I've followed for a very long time. He's actually the first person that I watched. I actually watched him when the first Ori came out. And he's the reason I thought I knew about Ori mm-hmm. um, in the Blind Forest, which is the title of the first game. Um, and so watching him, I was like, okay, I want to do this. And I, then recently he started uh, putting out episodes of the new one. I was like, crap, I need to remember to buy this. <laughs> so that but, you can go watch you know. the streams yeah, but I without been those- them being like spoiled. Yeah, spoilers. like I've been, I, I was like, I don't, I want to support this guy, but I can't watch this content because I don't want, this is a game I don't want spoiled. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's fine. like, I, yeah. I want to play it. You hear that, Randy? No spoiling it. Sorry, this is one that I'm going to say we don't yeah, jump ahead in a minute for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I won't, I won't spoil anything in this. I mean, the, the story that they tell at the beginning to kind of explain uh, the new character, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And, um, and all that, you know, none of that spoiler because it's the it's the very beginning, but it's just very heartfelt. It gives you a, you know, without playing the first game, I felt like the world's very lived in, mm-hmm. that there's a lot of creatures and there's a lot of, uh, like, they were kind of, there was a family going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was immediately connected to Ori um, and the, the kinetics of controlling the character are exactly what I want. It's that same kind of Mario movement where there's a slight ramp up in speed just at the very beginning. It's, you know, you almost, almost imperceptible, but when it's not there is when you notice. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that's good platformers like live and die off of input response. Some of the gravity based like how motion is controlled. Yeah. 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 Three words, predictable jump arc. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that that's what this has going for it. I know exactly where I'm going. And the moment I vault off of one wall, I know if I'm going to make it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can try and double back and, and you know, catch the wall somewhere else. And yeah. there are, kind of like Hollow Knight, there are different, like, kind of gems that you can accrue um, that will change what your character can do. Like... Um, like increases your damage output by 20%, but increases damage taken by 15, you know? Yeah. Give and take. Where you, you know, it does make you stronger, but also makes you 
you know, more vulnerable or lets you stick to walls, which is usually good. But sometimes, you know, if you're really vaulting from the side to side, it can mess up your, your arc a little bit. Um, yeah. And you can only have three. So you have to pick between what looks like there's going to eventually be about 20 of them. Mm. Um, and there's upgrades to different weapons and you map the, the weapons to your uh, left, right and top face buttons. Uh, and there's been many times in a boss fight where I'm like, well, I want all of these, you know, I yeah. want four of these on these three slots. And I don't know which one to, to give up because you have a health meter and you also have a magic meter. And, you know, some, some of your stuff requires, you know, more magic, uh, you know, it takes like one big shot instead of a small, a few smaller shots. So you gotta, gotta balance your play style with what you need from it. Mm-hmm. Metroidvania, um, I think is that's pretty standard buzzword for a game like that. Does it have not, backtracking it's not and stuff? Super heavy on that. Yeah. Uh there it is a Metroidvania, but Metroidvania light. Light. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> it, you're not it's it. not frustrating yeah. how much you have to backtrack. It's just a little bit and you're always like, Oh, cool. You're excited to backtrack. You're like, oh, that's that thing. I yeah. knew about that. Okay. I see that. Was it, 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 it sounds like it was in the first game where they, uh, whenever you had to backtrack, it was because you learned a new ability. So now you could access a new area, but it was in one of the original places you started in. So you, that's why you had to yes. backtrack. But then that would open up to a new area. And then you're never backtracking for more than what's quite honestly less than a minute. Yeah. It's a big world, but you're never, you never have to traverse a whole bunch of it at once. The only time that I did, uh, I shouldn't have. I messed it up. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have gone over here, so I had to go all the way back. Yeah. And, you know, that that's on me. But I think the original map took me about three minutes to traverse from one side to the other. Oh, wow. So it's not – the first map, at least, wasn't that big um, overall. I think when I unlock all of it, maybe that's the case. I've got most of it now, oh. I believe. Uh, we'll see if it ends up expanding, but um, the the map is also the auto mapping is pretty useful on it, mm-hmm. uh, and you can pick up more complete maps from vendors and stuff. Like there is kind of an economy in the game. Uh, again, that's mm-hmm. very light. It's mostly a uh, side-scrolling adventure platformer. Yeah, okay. yeah. You've mentioned some features that are definitely were not in the first one, yeah. and I know story-wise why and how they can explain that away. It's like okay. I get why this is here. Like there, there is no vendors in the first one. Um, yeah, you're in a completely different um, part of the world. Like you travel a long way at the very beginning, ooh, as okay. as part of the story. Um, so yeah, again, no spoilers. Not even for the first ten minutes. <laughs> but um, yeah, when you when you watch the uh, the intro, uh, you'll know because you kind of get to play through the intro a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of running left, running right, and getting used to your you know, your jump arc and stuff, but yeah. you know when the game begins, when everything goes down. But yeah, it's a completely new world with a very different style from what I've seen. So I think about Hollow Knight and like as a true real Metroidvania type of game. And oh my goodness, I had like nowhere idea where to go. So I'm just like running all over the place. I feel like instead of 10% backtracking, 90% of game, it was like 90% me backtracking and then forward tracking and then side tracking and up tracking and down tracking and having no no idea where to go yeah. and all the enemies respawning on every screen. And you're like, Ugh, Yep, that was that. frustrating. And the enemies do respawn oh, uh, no. when you change screens here, but it's not bad. There's way less of yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, and you, it's to the point that it more teaches you how to practice uh, with most mm-hmm. of them, except the uh, mosquitoes. Those things can go jump off a cliff. But they're mosquitoes, <laughs> they probably wouldn't so die they would if they jumped fly. off a cliff. So uh, yeah, they could probably go fly into a lamp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, in a bug's life, the little blue bug zapper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um, but definitely, uh, I'll I'll move on. But Ori, really good. Even if you know that's not generally my uh, even my preferred uh, type of game, mm-hmm. but I'm really enjoying. Yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, beautifully made. Uh, I, I want to. I did. I did do another side scroller that is very out of my camp, and I recommend you guys go ahead and look this up while I start to talk. It's called. Uh, uh, Pikuniku, P-I-K-U-N-I-K-U, Pikuniku. It's um, it's made. It was published by Devolver. Oh, okay. That already tells me something about it. <laughs> exactly. So it wasn't developed, but it was published by Devolver. You know, Hotline Miami, Enter the Gungeon, My Friend Pedro, yeah. Grow Force. Yeah, they buy up like they publish all these weird indie games. That is exactly what this is. This is a weird indie game. It's a very, it's an adorable little uh, 2D side scroller. I beat it in three or four hours. It's it so digestible. It's it's wonderful. Um, and after finishing it, I'm like, you know what? My six-year-old, this could be his Mario. Mm. Yeah. Because it's, it's all very doable. Like, it might take him... Mm. 12 to 15 hours to do just because he's not used to the logic yeah. of, of games. But this is a very paint by the numbers um, side scroller, but it is also one of the most wholesome and hilarious games I've played in a very long time. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I took some notes and just to kind of give you an idea. Of We're watching the trailer right some, now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we painted a face on a tree. Um, okay. And uh, I challenged a robot to a dance competition. Okay. And that basically became uh, DDR. <laughs> all, all of the boss battles are mini games. Like there's one that's basketball. You have to kick the ball up into the hoop. And like yeah. it, they're kind of hard. Um, but they're they're literally mini games. All the boss battles are... <laughs> rules of three like you know avoid the avoid the cannon uh and then hit them and then do that two more times yeah. it's it's very very idealistic for what a side scroller platformer yeah. should be paint by the numbers um, and uh and this is for anyone who has played it or if you do play it ernie the green worm is is definitely that whole game in a in a nutshell, but it's it's very self aware. It knows what it is and it knows what it's doing. Um, and it the the basic premise is very simple. There's a there's a cloud guy that's going around and giving away coins. Like they okay, so in Mario, what's with all the gold coins everywhere? You know, yeah. I'm sure that's been said a hundred times but this actually explains why there are coins everywhere like the main antagonist is going around and being like hey you got all this 
junk floating around everywhere that you don't want, I'll come and vacuum it up with my robots and give you coins. And the game becomes more and more self-aware as it goes along. And they're like, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't want to spoil the jokes. Is the problem, no, yeah, don't, was, don't. I got to play it. I got to play it. Yeah. Hu- hugely entertaining. It's, you know, for me, it was free on Game Pass, but I would I would probably pay 10 to 15 bucks for this just because the replayability is there also because mm-hmm. there's a lot of items I didn't get. Yeah. Um, it just I, I will be going back through it again um, and nice. definitely having uh, my son go through it. Like it's, it is one of the most like just joyful, fun. And man, when you defeat the giant evil toaster it just makes you feel so happy makes you feel good, huh? makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. um definitely everyone needs to play uh piku niku it's it, devolver picks good picks good games to publish yeah weird games to publish but yeah they got a heart to them that uh you know you typically only get at a indie studio mm-hmm yeah, th- this definitely had a lot of care put into yeah. it. The the details are are there. The dialogue is every line of dialogue made me at the very least smile <laughs> and a few times like laughed audibly yeah. at that's the TV. Funny. Like that's just silly. Mm-hmm. Um, but the platforming and and some of the logic puzzles are easy but challenging enough to keep an adult, you know, um, entertained playing yeah exactly okay it's not like oh well this is this is obvious a four-year-old could do it it's like my six-year-old could do it eventually but you know you got to open this to close that to turn this on to do that and you know but nothing overstays its welcome uh everything is done quite quickly the boss battles last two minutes three minutes if you make mistakes you know um but yeah, Piku Niku is is uh, definitely uh, like top ten for games I've played this wow. year, mm-hmm. if not top five. Just because it's it's so short, you can just download it, play it, and then either play it again or be done with it, and you've got a great experience. I've yeah. enjoyed every minute I put into it. Nice. All right, we wrote it down, or at least I watched YouTube, Excellent. so it's in my history now. So and, we'll go and I wrote it down. Yeah. I have talked plenty. I'm <laughs> well, you all, had to catch up. With... They know what we've been playing. They know what we've been doing. You're the mystery. Yeah. That's, I I, I mean, I can recommend pretty much everything I played, you know, to, to different extents. <laughs> Everyone loves Breath of the Wild. I get that. But Piku Niku and Ori are must plays, even if you're not a side scroller person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're kind of making me a side scroller <laughs> person. Yeah. That's possibly part of their intended audience is the the more casual platformer and these these are things i can play with my kids around like we just like we discussed i can't play uh doom Doom eternal yeah probably um, not even call of of duty can be um yeah hard to have someone watch so yeah these are these are both wholesome yeah totally what have you guys been playing well um we had mentioned before we started here that we, I mean, we didn't even prepare you for this. This is the big surprise <laughs> is that um, so Aaron bad. has picked up a game that has been great because we've essentially been playing the same games now. 
Aaron, what are you playing mm. now? I'm going to premise this with, we were trying to figure out what to do for a date night. James threw it out as a suggestion. I was like, uh, sure, why not? Yeah, um, I was kind of joking. And and so it surprised him too. But I started playing Apex Legends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a lot. Like, and you got hooked. <laughs> I've been, actually, I think it's about, uh, it'll be about two weeks now. And yeah. I'm, I've been playing every, pretty much every single day. Yeah, you for a have, couple hours. You play it more than me now. Yeah, because we'll play like Overwatch or yeah, you, I'll do something else. And yeah, just like and sit down, yeah. Apex. It's like, I, I'm watching Apex uh, videos. Yeah, now she's watching YouTube. Highlights. Like, I actually highlights. can understand why they're highlights now. Not just like, oh, that's a good play. It's like, oh, that's actually a really good play. Or that's really lucky that they got that. Or that's that was a really like fun way that they used their kit. Like I now understand. Man, you just went a hundred percent in, didn't you? I didn't mean to, but yes. <laughs> yeah, it was a joke. <laughs> what started as That's a joke? That's the deep end you dove into. Yeah. Um, there's something about it that was just it, it. It got it got something for me. I think it's what probably brought me to Overwatch at the very beginning too. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there's a competitive side to it, although it's hitting a piece for me that is uh, that I usually try to avoid of having my own personal skill be good. Uh, I usually like to depend more on a team being good overall rather than just my personal skill. And in this game, uh, you get to, at least the last couple of nights, I've had too many uh, people who die in the first minute. So it's just me making it all the way to like the last five teams. Yeah, quick, quick premise. Uh, uh, Apex yeah. is a battle royale, so you drop in with... But it's a squad-based battle royale, so you're yeah. always stuck with teammates, two mm-hmm. or three players mm-hmm. per squad, so you're always with one or two teammates. Um, yeah, and you just duke it out to be the last squad alive. And it is rough if you drop with someone that's not very good because they die, and then you're essentially against full teams as like a single person, mm-hmm. which is very tough to win those if you're not super, super good. Yeah. Uh, and so, but... It- but uh, I think I had a really good start because I had actually, because I've one watched James play enough to have it and have just did like, then like been able to have like that almost osmosis, but through the audio. <laughs> of, of just knowing. Yeah. I'm like, just like, oh, hey, you guys have talked about these kind of guns yeah. being good or this kind of a play of, no, we should maybe wait for this or we should go for this instead. Yeah. Um, or we should take this fight and try, like, for example, I, going into the game, I knew what a third party meant. Uh, as terminal, like I do some terminology going into the game that as I think might be more specific to battle royale games, which this would be my first battle royale yeah, game. Yeah, same for me. Um, and so, go, so going into it, I had a little bit of knowledge going in, and basically it was just actually being able to pick up a controller and be able to shoot. Yes, just aim appropriately with a controller that uses only your thumb for muscles to control it compared mm-hmm. to what you'd be used to, which is a mouse that uses the entirety of your arm to yeah. help assist with controlling. Yeah. Yeah, you've done really well, though. It's been cool. Um, it's been fun watching her play, especially the first few where I'm, like, trying to point stuff out or go, like, here's, hey, you should do this. Go go over there do that. Um, or, like, don't pick that gun up. It's bad. She's like, no, I like this gun. It's a good one. I'm like, it's the worst. It's a joke. No, no, no. I didn't say it was a good one. I said, I don't care if it's bad. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's I'm going to pick up a gun no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> Even no. if you guys won't, because you guys will trust your other guns. But I don't know any other guns right yeah. now. I don't know the differences. And I'm starting to learn the differences between the guns. Like, I'm actually have a, like, 
that feel yeah. the differences between the different shotguns. But... For anyone who's played it, it's it's the Mozambique. She picks the Mozambique up. That first night, you and Danny, well, like like uh, like showing me how it worked in the tra- in the when well, not the training room, whatever it's called. Uh, uh yeah, the uh, I mean, it's pretty much the training room. The training room. I Our had range. the Mozambique, and then managed to get two kills off you guys, and that was yeah. like okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I can use this gun just to, if I have nothing else to work yeah. with, which in that case I was just trying out different guns, and I yeah. was like, I knew no, what the most of like, was because you guys have trash talked it so much. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely if you crunch the numbers and the numbers have been crunched, it's bottom <laughs> of the barrel. <laughs> it's very bad, yeah. but you've you've upgraded from the Mozambique. Yes, you're playing a decent amount. You're getting better, um, and it's actually it's fun to like to do the duos where you're just dropping two people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cool to jump in, play a game, especially now that like lingo is occurring, and the, it's fun to do the like strategic decision making of how to rotate through the map, move through areas, um, get to choke points or zones or third party a lot. Like figure out how to enter a fight mm-hmm. where you're not putting yourself in a position of instantly dying to another group entering the fight, you know, shooting you in the back. Um, yeah, it's been really fun. It's a team based game. And a lot of it has to do with how you move in your motion in zones as a squad, which is why, like, League, I think, was really fun. That was a really core point of League that I liked playing mm-hmm. with you. And then Overwatch also kept that, where it's there's, like, this top-down view of, like, where am I at? Where are enemies? Where do I need to go? What do I need to do to manage my resources? Uh, that Apex sticks into a shooter that I feel is a little lacking in like Call of Duty. I don't quite have that same top down, like, oh my goodness, okay, they got really low. I need to go push them really quick. Uh, some of that's actually probably appropriate, but time to kill's lower, so it's a lot of just first one to shoot the other one is going to probably win or pretty close to it. And in Apex, no, you get blasted, but if you get around a corner and hide and pop all your shields back. It's still possible to actually yeah. turn around and get your own shots off. Yeah. Although uh, whenever I do queue up with James, because he is such a higher level, and that means the people we're playing with are higher level than me, I don't last too long. I do tend to get one <laughs> shot. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. Uh, yeah. I can't follow their movements as nearly as well. Yeah. They, I don't move as well, so they can follow mine really easily. Yes. I am the weak link right now, but <laughs> when I'm on my own playing field, I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, yeah. It can be fun though, because I'll like I'll start shooting into a team, and you instantly know it. If you're a little better at the movement, you go, "I can smell the blood." I could just tell you don't move correctly, and I go, "Oh, this is mm, a little juicy steak to eat before I get ripped apart by a better player." <laughs> I'm like, "I'm just gonna enjoy this moment and kill this person trying to learn." Um, yep, and then of course we get killed by people that are way mm-hmm. better, and they're like, "Ooh, they're the ones trying to learn and eat them breakfast." But it's been cool. It's oh, been... They must only be playing a couple of days. Yeah, yeah oh my goodness. Yeah. Or... I'm confused about the queuing when it's a low-level player and a, I would say, very mediocre average-level player. But we get stuck in squads. They're like, oh, this gap difference between you guys. Eh, as long as other squads kind of have that same gap difference, we're good. And so we're going into lobbies and dropping into the map with players that have like badges that showed that at one point they were in the top ranking rank in the game, which is called Predator. Um, and you're like, why Why are you here? Get out. Get out of this lobby. <laughs> like, I'm trying to learn and play with my wife. Go away. We're trying to have a good time. 
and instead they, they obliterate us all. So that's a little, I'm confused on how they do their matchmaking. That'd be the only hesitation for a couple trying to get in or, or someone trying mm -hmm. to play with someone who's a lot lower level or there's any sort of gap is the algorithm seems to pull anybody into your game when you have a um, gap in, in play time and overall stats, whatever your hidden elo is. Yeah. Yeah. But it's fun. Mm -hmm. It's been a lot of fun. Like, obviously, I, I'm kind of... I want to go play after this, but we have another thing <laughs> we have like, to do. We have one yeah, more we've got to more do. stuff to do. So I don't know if I'm going to go Dumb play houses. tonight. Dumb houses. Yeah. Some work. Yeah. Have you ever thought about playing um, Apex over there on your Xbox? I've, I've, I've thought about it. Uh, I know a mutual friend of ours, uh, Rem. He he played it for a while. Did um, he? Yeah. Okay. But I feel like he'd love yeah, it. Yeah. That. But yeah, he did like it. Um, but he seems to jump from whatever you know the top shooter yeah. is him and his friends she seem to they move jump from shooter to shooter whatever's you know the hot new uh battle yeah. royale they seem to be on i don't i can't it takes me so long to get decent not good i'm not gonna say good decent at a game that i don't really i'm not structured to play a battle royale uh for three weeks and then move on to another one. Yeah. Uh, especially when I only have time to really, you know, it'll be 10 hours. It'll be as I'm starting to become decent at something, you know, poof, it's gone. No one else is playing anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I would say, so I'm going to, um, battle Royales are especially hard because the time sink is, is not the same as if you were like playing just a shooter, because again, when you're learning, if you hit an enemy, that is better than you. You don't get even learn how the fight progresses, how a whole fight occurs. You get killed instantly, and then you're out. Like, you don't get rezzed. You don't come back. That was it. And then you have to get into another match, drop, get weapons. It takes a lot longer in Battle Royales to, in my opinion, like, learn the systems. Unless they're like Call of Duty where you can, like, drop with your equipment in certain modes. Um, or if you can have someone yeah. actually telling you how those systems work as yeah, you're like encountering them, your like shoulder, yeah, like, over your shoulder, watching your screen. Yeah, the only I think the only reason why I'm doing it as well as I am outside of my own ability to learn the uh, the shooting mechanics. Yeah, I'm, I already understand how the game works because I was able to go in understanding how the majority of the game worked because I had already witnessed some, it, yeah. I had overheard it, and then I also had James right next to me as when I first started out. So I understand when you're like, yeah, the time sink on these, it's not even like 10 hours to learn. It's this huge, when I mean, you've got like 20 hours before you're even scratching the surface and going, ooh, I won some fights. Or like, ooh, the game knowledge is starting It's to 10 hours to to no longer noticeably <laughs> drag down the team. Yeah, maybe, and just keep up. Yeah, that's actually, is. yeah, Aaron's like keeping up with the team, doing some calls, but then the gunfight happens, and if they're really good players, that's when it's like, okay, now i got to practice. Like, I haven't gotten this opportunity yeah. Maybe four times. I just try and tonight. get like at least some hits on the bad guy, or at least be able to yell where <laughs> they are as I'm did. dying, and, and I'm happy. Yeah, an A for effort. Yeah, it's like, hey, look, I, now you know where they are because they killed me. So hey, yeah, that's actually, useful. This, we like Aaron for that. <laughs> like I might die, but they don't because at that level you don't always kill. Uh, when you get knocked, knocked down, it doesn't mean you're dead yet, and you can still uh, walk like crawl around on the ground you're bleeding out so if you don't get rezzed up by your teammates then you're going to die but you can still actually see where everyone else is and they don't always kill you right away unless they're paying attention to the fact that hey i can call out where they are 
And so, like, that's one of the things that... If yeah, I crawling think, around dead, going, yeah, they're behind this rock. They're trying to heal. Go get them now. Push them. Push them. Like, like, thank you. So, I can be a pair of eyes if I need to. <laughs> yeah. But... Everyone has a role. There's there's the tank. There's the close quarters. There's the light machine gun. And then there's the bait. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, that's usually the tank. Coming from experience uh, in other games. Yeah, I'm a paper tank. Yeah, actually, I think one of the things I like about this particular yeah, game tank. is because it's more about what guns you pick up and not about which character you pick. Like your character influences how the gameplay a game will progress, but doesn't that doesn't mean you can't uh, you can switch around for uh, not in game. You have to go into one game and do around do that game with that one character. Unlike Overwatch, for example, but uh, it doesn't uh, have as big of an impact as what you're shooting with. And no, gunplay is king in Apex. Yeah. And I like that mm-hmm. all of the abilities, I mean, some do damage, but it's not just I press a button and do damage at you. It's always I'm going to influence the field of battle in some way. I'm going to change how mobility is about to happen for a little while, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. So no matter what, you can practice gunplay every time. You don't have to, like, swap around a bunch of heroes to, like, individually learn mm-hmm. yeah. a bunch of stuff as much. Mm-hmm. I think I think bottom line is if they had crossplay, like, uh, Call of Duty had, I would be playing Apex. Yeah, I wish they did. I That would be nice to be able to play with other people. Yeah, just my, you know, my my circle of people who, who game is just small enough with my uh, unusual schedule um, that, you know, I, I, I don't have a lot of people to choose from and I don't have a lot of time to do it. So for me having the crossplay options opens up, you know, instead of two people to play with, I have 10 people to play with. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that's kind of key. If Apex went, um, or even its successor went, uh, multi-platform, I would, I would probably be into it. Yeah. Call of Duty has hopefully, um, started, it's not the first, but like that trend and how well and successful it's been. It's also helped that a lot more, more people are at home and playing games. Um, but hopefully we see more of this conglomeration between Xbox, PlayStation, and even PC to some degree if they're playing with controllers. Um, I mm-hmm. love that, that PCs actually still lobby, um, like it's in the lobbies with the other consoles as long as I think yeah and if they're using a using a controller it's fair yeah and that's where it's like nice good that like that's fair i like this unless they're cheating in some way to have the controller appear as being used but whatever hopefully people aren't doing that that's and again that's what like matchmaking systems are for a good tight matchmaking system helps even if you get cheaters they like rise out of your matchmaking criteria pretty quickly or like good players filter out quick enough to where you're not, as long as you're not in every game with cheaters, which I think Call of Duty actually has got a bit of an issue with that right now, but. Actually, uh, uh, they just released something recently um, that they are forcing cheaters to play together. (laughs) That's amazing, actually. I would, okay, as soon as we've got some lobbies of like, I want to see some sort of streamer get into a cheater lobby with all the cheaters and just witness what occurs. Yeah. So they've they've doled out seventy thousand bands. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Infinity Ward wow. has. 
um, because console people are opting out of crossplay in general because PC is cheap. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I like that consoles at least. It's why I like playing my games on console a little bit is that those cheaters are just a little bit less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot harder to to do that with the with the lockdown yeah. uh, consoles. So, I guess uh, what they've been doing is they're kind of making them all like they're putting them all together. So you know, aimbot versus aimbot. Yeah, Have fun yeah. With that. Who's got the better algorithm? Yeah, and they're they are uh, incentivizing people for to call out cheaters, and if. If you call someone a cheater and Infinity Ward finds out that they are, they will actually like message you in game while you're playing and be like, "Yeah, you were right. They're booted. Good job." Oh, nice. It'll it'll nice. tell you if they get kicked. That's a some good confirmation. Exactly, cuz you're, you know, in the Halo days, I would just be like, "Hey, this person's like he can't just headshot and headshot. You need to look into him and, you know, who knows if anything yeah. ever came mm-hmm. of it." Yeah, you it's know? not as rewarding to know that some justice was yeah. served. Yeah, and this this can kind of give you that uh that that sense of justice. Yeah, that's what I want. Okay. Um you guys been doing anything else? I mean, that's been a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Um I we've mean, got something exciting coming in the mail. Um yes. I've been asking to play a board game with Aaron for a little while. We don't have any good two players, so we're actually going to have a board game we'll have hopefully played. Mm-hmm. Um, next time we meet up. Other than that, it's been pretty much more Animal Crossing. More Animal Crossing for me. I have an update on the uh, from last time when we were talking about the turnips and the stock market. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a big spike in mine where I had bought my turnips at like 107 bells, which is the in-game currency as a refresher for everyone. Um, and turnips are, are like, they're, it's it's the equivalent of our stock market. You buy in and you hopefully will be able to get, uh, resell them later on for a much higher price. Well, uh, I've seen the average price to be able to resell them at is somewhere between 140 to 200. I got a spike of 642 bells. <laughs> and, and you had all your friends come over to your island. <laughs> yes. Everyone dumped their turnips, <laughs> turnips off and everyone was making money off of I Tom Nook's nephew. 6,000 turnips. At 642 bells, having bought yeah. them at 107. I got six times their worth. I was a three million bell millionaire. It was ridiculous. Well, gotta work the real stock market. Only downside is it can go south. And it's yeah. not bells, it's, it's I know. our life savings. Yes. Yeah. That, that was a really Wall cool Street moment. Aaron. Okay, yeah. People wanted to know because, yeah, you were just hoarding all those bells for a while. Yeah, or at least according to the turnips. I was just, yeah. yeah, I didn't know what to, like, I think, uh, I can't remember exactly what we talked about last time. I think, no, we touched on it, but uh, I, I know that the, actually leading up to the spike, I was complaining about the fact that I had, uh, my turnip prices were under 100. Yeah. The lead days leading up to it. And then I, then I was like, you know what? I'm going to check this, like, the hour, last hour of and the And you morning. check it every day. You're like, I, I got to go check my stock market. I, I got to check it. <laughs> for, uh, for about a week, Actually, the first week playing Apex, where I was like, Apex is going to take out my evening. I needed at least check and spend like 30 minutes on Animal Crossing if I want to make sure I'm keeping up with at least daily check-ins. Yeah. Which is kind of how the game plays anyways. You do a daily check-in and maybe do a couple of tasks. Yeah, that's yeah. you um, had mentioned that's, that's how and, it goes. Uh, and then I had this, this stupid big spike and I was like, guys. And, I, I, and then two, my, uh, two friends of mine, like, uh, it, I had them come over and sell their yeah. turnips. It was, it was a wonderful day. Nice. 
Yeah, for me, uh, uh, Overwatch, there's a new character out. Maybe I'll get into that next week after I've played more games. Maybe only like five to six games with the new character that just came out. So uh, it's fun, though. It's a little bit of you know fresh air pumped into the game. It's a little bit of a breather from um, the constant. Uh, Apex, of course, that's been really fun with Aaron. That's kind of added a new dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um where I'm not the one being taught anymore because that's I came in after all my friends, so they kind of had to teach me the game. Uh, besides that, I've actually been for the last two weeks playing less games. Um, I think work's been a little bit busier. We're also still like house hunting, and that's kind of ramped up a bit um, in the last two weeks. I'm just trying to kind of look around. You know, who knows with how things are going. So I've been trying to do a lot more market research on just what we should be doing right now. Um, so that's eating some time. And then after all of that, I'm kind of more like mentally pooped and I just want to watch some YouTube or something. So, mm-hmm. um, I've been watching just more random content on YouTube. There's some really fun apex content, uh, any game. If you have a game that you like, um, and you sit down and there's times where you're like, I really want to play this game, but I don't really like want to play it right now. I don't want to be challenged by it. I need to just like unload. I need to turn my brain off and kind of dump my day for the next hour. Um, and there aren't any TV shows, I highly recommend, like even a childhood game from your past, um, watching a playthrough of it from someone that's entertaining Mm -hmm. and adds like a little bit of personality to it is really enjoyable and usually is a huge amount of content depending on what you want to invest. Um, So for some of that, like even for Apex, easily you've got hundreds of hours of, of people supplying Apex content. So I found a few people I enjoyed um, you know, 30 minutes at the end of the day, hour sometimes, lunch breaks might be instead of games right now. I've been like doing some house stuff and then, okay, I need 15 minutes. So I, I watch some streams mm-hmm. or just some recorded YouTube content. So that's been cool. I've been, you know, diving into that modern streaming culture that's out there just a little bit and enjoying kind of like osmosis playing mm-hmm. <laughs> get and getting to watch someone that's a lot better than me like get a lot of kills and stuff you're like oh yeah that was great what they did oh yeah i i could do i could do that so just, some of that yeah or just seeing like the spots was like oh i don't it's know this a learning thing. yeah I, I can learn things just by watching someone else play this that's is a huge great. part and like seeing seeing where they know they can yeah. go and maneuver where i'm like i'm still just figuring out like I can run this way, right? Or I have to check the map every single time I'm wanting to, like, where do I have to go? Yeah. Because I'm still learning things. But. There's a... I mean, that's that's what sports is. I mean, I yeah. watch uh, motocross and supercross because I watch body positioning. I watch line selection. You know, these things are important. So it's no different it, than sports it's a way... to watch a streamer play and go, oh, that's how you... that You watch how they move, how they sidestep, where they pick for cover... And you can learn a lot from good players. Exactly. Even if it's pure entertainment and it's a hobby that isn't meant to like make money or like mm-hmm. produce returns. Any hobby I feel like you've that you can have, getting better at that hobby feels productive. Um, mm-hmm. And so even that's what a hobby yeah. is. Yeah. And so even though my hobby has no productivity to it by playing video games, other than just like being able to mentally dive into something, relaxation, that stuff. Being able to pretend like I'm productive at lunch or something and watch some streaming, um, that just, oh, I'm being productive. Like, this is going to make my time with friends better later or when I play just slightly mm-hmm. better. 
it turns mm-hmm. what feels like just a couch potato, like I'm just watching something to turn off my brain entirely to I'm being productive while still turning my brain off. So for someone like me who has to feel like I'm gaining something at all times, um, it's a good way for me to relax while still, again, tricking myself kind of into feeling like I'm <laughs> being productive, even though it's, it mm-hmm. is arguably not that productive. But that's what I've been doing. It's honestly watching games more than anything lately. That's okay. There's not a lot of games you you know have to get through, like Half Life, Alex, um, Outer Wilds. Stop! Stop! Doom. Uh, Piku Niku. Uh, I've, I mean, I've got <laughs> oh so many games. Mm-hmm. I've got on my phone. I still pull up YouTube when I should be pulling up Knights of the Old Republic. I've been you know I try to play that one when I can. Uh, yeah, our Wii has or the Wii U has Breath of the Wild. I'm not through that. Do I want to finish it someday? Yeah, I kind of do. My backlog is isn't even a true backlog. It's a bunch of games I put five hours into and never finished. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the wife. No, yeah. no, no. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Ju- of the games. No, I feel so judged. <laughs> you, you feel judged. I am saying that in my own for my, oh, of for my own, ra- okay, own yeah. games that I got at Christmas from you. I'm yeah, like, I know. I give you too many. I feel bad. I give no, you like all the Final Fantasy games. Yeah, which is like <laughs> a lot of Final Fantasy to just power through, and yeah, so I sorry. have to. I'm really having to pace myself right now. I do apologize. I'm sorry. Don't. <laughs> okay, I'm not sorry. Don't be. I, I, I've enjoyed, I'm going to enjoy them. Just not at this moment because I'm really enjoying Apex. Yeah. Apex and Animal Crossing are taking up my time. And I, and we have, and, and we, don't, we have other things we have to do in life too. So it's okay. Yeah. Hey, isn't this a great problem to have? Too many good games to play? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I still got three or four on my uh, Xbox that I downloaded and haven't even started yet. So I'm just what I'm doing is I'm pulling my time away from the, you know, the the high, you know, time cost games and putting them like I, I've pretty much stopped playing um, a Bard's Tale just because I, I, I don't have time for a D&D simulator. Yeah. Right now. I've got a I got all these other games I got to get through like. Ori, you know, by the next time we record, I need to be done with Ori. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully you can get through it, man. Well, then, I guess yeah. next time you'll have to tell us all about it. Well, I mean, I can't tell you all about it. True. No, I we have to finish it, too. You'll tell us how good it felt to play through the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can give you kind of a time to beat and that sort of a thing. But Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Good good problems. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um I know you guys have a bit of a schedule to yeah, keep. Yeah, we so are we'll, uh, out of time. Mm-hmm. We are out of time, so I'll, I'll keep the admin short. Uh, long story short, go to tinydogpodcast.com, and you can check out uh, all the other shows, and there's a gallery, and there's all sorts of things. We have two new shows in the works, uh, and we will be sharing information as that happens. Um, and... Uh, We'll be back uh, probably in two weeks, but we are we are looking at possibly doing more uh, more side quests like last week. So keep an ear out for that, and also for uh, board game coverage and more indie games. Oh uh, yeah! I mean, arguably, Piku Niku was a was an indie game, mm-hmm. so oh, yeah. we did kind of cover that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and definitely uh, hit us up um, 
the email is on the website as well. Um, and, uh, you know, get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys have any other final thoughts before we say goodnight? I don't think so. Uh, I mean, stay safe and, and game well. Yep. Stay healthy, stay safe, and we will uh, talk to you again soon. Later. Good night, gamers. Oh, no. Good night. (laughs) Later, gamers. (laughs) 